Bender, my son, heaven's not an actual place the way hell is. It's a metaphor for how the soul lives on in the hearts of those who love us. Metaphor? Isn't that just a fancy word for steaming load? I wouldn't call it fancy. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Hulu reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox and Comedy Central ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I am a rubber duck in the shape of a man once named Ben. (laughs) Uh, I guess I also uh, weeble wobble or whatever they're called in this episode. Uh, The wobbly eggs. I'm a wobbly egg and I can't fall down. Mike, before you get into your opening bits here, uh, I just I do want to uh, ask one question of Futurama at large. What? And I cannot stress this enough. The. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Today we're talking about episode nine. (laughs) uh, Futurama season eight, episode nine. The Prince and the Product. IMDB plot summary. The crew members are reborn as toys, uh, which I guess I guess that happened. I mean, that's I mean, you're, there's a lot of stuff that's leaving out, but that's OK. You know what's never left out? Oh, crap. I forgot what it's called for a minute. I was thinking about the episode so much. It's outsourcing Mike's bits. This episode melted our brains. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we'll get to it in vibes, uh, but boy, it is a it is a one. Um, so, Mister <laughs> Ben, we only have three uh, cards left. Yep. Um, there's no no there's no good 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 shuffle this time because again there are only three cards. But I do love making you complicit in your in your uh, torture. So I would like you to pick one of these three cards. Middle, middle, middle card. One. All right, you are a Travis. Uh, my good friend Ben. Yes. W- w- would you rather your voice sound like Gilbert Gottfried or Fran Drescher? Ooh, would you rather okay. your voice sound like Gilbert Gottfried or Fran Drescher? And no, I do not have either of them locked and loaded. So, my initial reaction is Gilbert Gottfried solely okay. because I feel like you're going to you're going to get people who are real crappy about it either way. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I, I do I do feel like uh going with uh Fran Drescher voice uh just brings a lot of sexism to the table as well because Fair. like you know, like if you think about how often uh people uh complain about women who have vocal fry but meanwhile yeah. Roman Mars has made a whole career out of it I feel like that's going to be the same thing in this scenario um personally I would with without taking that into account uh 
I think I would get sick of Gilbert Gottfried a lot more, uh, a lot faster than Fran Drescher. So I'd go with the Fran Drescher voice. Okay. But having to exist in society, um, I I feel like uh, I feel like Gilbert Gottfried's the way to go. Um, okay. Fair enough. I do would love to just point out that Fran Drescher, I believe, is the president of SAG-AFTRA. Oh, yeah. No, she kicks ass. Like, uh, I'm not I'm not th- no no shame on Fran sure. Drescher. Th- th- I, I, wasn't uh, I think doing she's that. great. But I just wanted um, to lead that into because I've heard her on a NPR podcast recently talking about the strikes and everything like that. And in that time, it was like, yes, it's still Fran Drescher. It's still clearly Fran Drescher, but she has a way of toning it down into it a more Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the nanny rather, was rather definitely, than, like, exactly. Fran Drescher at 10. But, like, and Gilbert Gottfried, when you see when you see him perform, that's Gilbert Gottfried at 10 also. Right. I mean, they can both tone that down. Sure. Well, um, I, I was more, more kind of leading that into knowing that I, I just don't know how much Gilbert Gottfried can, like, tone it down from that like i know recognize like it's a volume thing i just don't think you're gonna be able to get the you know a general normal voice out of it where where i've heard fran drescher be have a general like yes an affectation but like a a somewhat normal voice so i personally would probably go with fran drescher but i look forward to hearing gilbert godfrey come through my headphones in here and about four seconds after i'm definitely i'm definitely googling gilbert gilbert godfrey's real speaking voice Okay, uh, I'm watching a clip here where he's answering a phone. Okay, hold on. Hello? Hello? Hey, uh, are you going to go out? Eventually, Neil's here. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, that's that's Did Gilbert Gottfried's voice. Like, uh, yeah, it means f*** you. <laughs> okay, I love you. Okay. Like, so that's that's a very normal-sounding voice. I was like Art Linkletter. They no, because you used to say to. that you thought that, that it was easy to... So, like, to, he, to, he speaks yeah. with a very normal voice. Yeah, like... <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to bleep all of that. That's fine. <laughs> Those words I never say. You never say... <laughs> Okay, I can't use any of that audio. That's fine. But he he's got a he's got a very normal voice. So I assume by the 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 yeah. card I assume by the 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 would you rather nature of the card, you're taking them both at a 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I see that. Okay. I th- I still think it'd be Fran Drescher because like I think I think I would get so sick of being Gilbert Godfrey at a 10. Because I think even Gilbert Godfrey gets tired of Gilbert Godfrey <laughs> think, as a 10. I think that's the way probably that, correct, yes. Uh, fr- on the, the missing audio that we cannot play on this podcast uh, that we listened to, uh, which had every single one of the bad words you're not supposed it to was, say. It was basically the George Carlin bit. It but, was! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was! Um, but yeah, I, I think I'd go with Fran Drescher. Okay. Um, fantastic. Uh, now that we've made it past that part... Let's get into this episode of Futurama, The Prince and the Product. Um, this surprisingly was, I mean, I, I kind of had an assumption with the description that it might be an anthology type episode. It sure is. But it's, it's it, yeah, it, it starts out not seeming like it's going to go that route because the framing story for this makes no sense. <laughs> so 
the anthology <laughs> episodes tend to be kind of one or two ways. Like, here's a very obvious sort of uh, uh, framing yeah, for it, he, like a what, if, what machine. if machine. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it's just like, I don't know, what if we just animated things in like w- like weird ways? No framing device whatsoever. We just did it. Yeah, this, this one this falls somewhere in between those two, but kind of not even that. <laughs> like it's just like, hey, we have one story, but it's very short. So maybe we have three min- mini stories to make it feel long? Question mark. the f- The framing story starts out with they need to deliver a portrait to the king of space. Um, mm-hmm. And Mike, I do just want to point out one thing that in in my in my personal feeling there's only one king of space uh it's not this there's not this king of space not my not my king of uh, space not your king of space i'm talking about a guy who's so big that he goes on a big bender and destroys all of the stars in the sky he's got a big carpet rolled up carpet for a head he's got a giant ass cod piece i'm talking of course about my friend your friend friend to one and all the king of the cosmos. <laughs> That's right. I remember the only the only real king of space, Mike. I do want to point out that you you gave me so much crap for doing the school thing, and now you're playing the Katamari <laughs> quite loudly, so loud. I might add. It's very loud. Like it's, it's so loud. Uh, you gave me yeah, so much no, crap I, for doing the school I, bell, and now, uh-huh. and now you're just like, well, we're doing Katamari now. Yep. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. No. I. I also. Uh, yeah. I, I. I. I don't know how to. I can't roll that segment back up. Uh, into. I. I need to grow my mm-hmm. my uh, episode a little bit more to be able to roll that segment back up. Um, it does. I do have it on TV tropes that the King of Space in in the Futurama world was first mentioned in a throwaway line in Overclockwise, which I do not remember at all. Uh, not my King of Space. So, um, yeah, they have to deliver this portrait of the king's late wife. It is a macaroni portrait, which I. Did find funny. I appreciated that. Um, it uh, it honestly felt like, eh, let's do it, because why not? And then you can make a joke that later. That was the entirety of this episode, <laughs> right. is let's do that, it, why not? Exactly. Like, it 100% feels like, they shouldn't have called it the the Prince and the Product. They should have just been like, oh, we wanted to do it, so we did it. So, they... They they deliver this thing and then Leela meets the Prince of Space and immediately falls in love with him. And then uh Fry is like like Fry's upset about it. And then we go to a commercial. And that's where that's where so that's the <laughs> framing story for this episode is they deliver something to uh a totally not my space king, space king. Right. Um, and then they cut to commercial and the commercial, but not not really commercial. It's still episode. The commercial is for toys that are the Futurama crew as toys. So the first, 
The first bit is the the windows, I think. Yeah, sure. The uh it's it's very um it, it's they're basically just wind up toys and even in their theme song it's like, well, you get about a minute of fun. And it's like, okay, that's funny, I guess. Um and the whole little mini episode about windows is that Fry is dying because he really wasn't fully frozen so his winding mechanism was going while he was even in the cr- in the tube which we did get welcome to the world of windows which i thought was very good and good enough to use as our podcast um it it was uh i mean i i'm look we're not we're not <laughs> even close to vibes yet i'm gonna have my criticisms on this episode but i i don't I don't want to go in and be like this episode was devoid of humor because there are some funny jokes in here and welcome to the world of windows was very funny. Yeah. I did laugh. It does. It feels like if you're a batter at the plate and you're just like, I'm, you know what? I don't know how much I need to swing. So every time somebody throws something, I'm going to try to swing at least five times. And then that's what we're going to go with. Um, but yeah, like they go to the top of a mountain to try to solve uh, Fry's death, basically. Um, and it doesn't work because then Fry uses up all that energy and he dies. Um, but then Bender uses his spring to rejuvenate Fry's spring. And then Bender dies, but is reborn as a plane. And that's kind uh-huh. of what happened. Uh, they do have a recurring theme in here where with loop de loops because mm. they go see the uh, uh, preacher bot um, making his oh, first yes. appearance of the uh, of the reboot. Uh, they see preacher bot and uh, he's like, "Oh no, when you die, you'll go to heaven." And then, uh, but it's co- it's more of a metaphor. And Bender is just like, "No, we'll basically be planes, and we'll be doing loop de loops, and we'll be flying around, and it'll be great." Uh, heaven is cool. And then, so when he gets reborn as a plane, he's doing loop de loops. But it find they find out he's only forty percent aerodynamic, which is not aerodynamic enough. I'm forty percent aerodynamic. That's not aerodynamic enough. Yeah, it's fine. It'll be something else in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I did laugh at that joke. It was very funny to use Bender's ongoing I'm yeah. 40% blank. And then Hermes running the calculations. Being like, That's not enough. And then he crashes <laughs> into a a mountain. And then I, it's funny because I don't remember that joke. But I think I was just in shock of like what is happening on my screen right now. <laughs> I don't understand what I what am I looking at? What is the thing that I'm I, looking at right now? I spent I spent the entirety of this episode being like, what am I looking at right now? Um like, like you know I that like you know I that calculon moment where he's Bender's uh yeah, in yeah. uh Bender should not be allowed on television, where he's like dancing and smoking a cigar and drinking and his head spinning around, and Calculon is just like I'm not familiar with the type of thing I'm seeing. Exactly. That was me this whole was this episode. episode. Yeah, I, I was not familiar with the type of thing I was seeing. Absolutely slack-jawed the entire time. Like, what is happening? Um, obviously, you know, I do think there are good jokes here and there, but, like, we get a little mini-episode of this wind rama thing, and then we go back to the King of Space situation where uh, Fry basically challenges the King of Space on Leela's behalf so that they can, that 
Leela can marry the the prince of space. Right, because Leela <laughs> and the prince are going to get married, even though Fry doesn't want that. But then he uh the king of space is like well there's no not going to be any marriage because she's a commoner and then fry is like no leela is not a commoner she's great she's brave and beautiful and amazing and so he challenges the king to he challenges the king to a duel right to allow for the marriage to take place if he and- wins leela gets to marry the prince and if the king wins. It's off with Fry's head. Mm-hmm. And also, he uses this opportunity to destroy the macaroni print of his former wife and starts to eat it and says, she needs salt. How dare you? I've never been so angry and hungry. She needs salt. My wife needs no seasoning. I did like how the king was just like, she needs no such seasonings. Uh, (laughs) It was very funny. I think we've run out of jokes that I've laughed at uh, at this episode. There we go. I have a a couple that that I've got in the chamber, one of which we've we've bypassed, but we'll come back to it. It's not a big deal. The, the, The framing story continues on in that fashion. The next part is round wheels. Round, yes, round wheels. Where uh, I I loved the if you listen to the uh, uh, the words of the the jingle, a toy called Round Wheels has wheels sold separately, which mm-hmm. I find hilarious. The Round Wheels theme song kept making me think of the Clay Fighters uh, theme song, the old oh, SNES game. Man. And so I'm I go back in time now, baby. Yeah, I I have had the Clay Fighters theme song stuck in my head most of today uh, because of that. Go go round wheels, I know it didn't I I a hundred percent know it didn't live like it didn't um it's not gonna like uh age gracefully, but w- I think we need another one of them. The last one was released in nineteen ninety eight. Come on, uh visual concepts, stop making basketball games and continue making clay fighters. It's it's been a minute. Um I I stumbled onto this uh YouTube series. Uh, called the worst fighting game of all time. If it's um, not Clay Fighter, I don't know what is. And so it's uh, it's this guy who's like, man, uh, there's this there's this awful video, there's this awful fighting game that I played, and it was so bad. I bet it's the worst one ever. And so he goes through and he plays other notoriously bad fighting games to try to find the best one. The the worst one, the right. best worst one. There's some astoundingly bad fighting games. Clay Fighter 63 and a third. Um, not even close to the worst one, Mike. That's fascinating. I I have a. I think I've. I, I I'm finding some folks on TikTok to do similar things because they're like, uh, 
Power Rangers Lightstream Racers or whatever is the worst one. And they played a game called War Gods, which I remember loving back when I was a kid, which which is, by the way, is messed up that I had a game like this when I was maybe, maybe 12. Uh, but it's bad. It's real bad. Uh, so anyways, if you like learning about bad fighting games, uh, the the series is it's not called it, it doesn't have the of all time on the end. It's called The Worst Fighting Game. It's by Matt McMuscles. Uh, go check it out oh, on YouTube. Yeah. That's my that's my random endorsement of the episode is uh, The Worst Fighting Game by Matt McMuscles. He's done like two dozen of them at this point. It's very they, funny that that War Gods is that game. <laughs> It, think I, I watched a video of War Gods recently, and I'm like, "Oh, that looks like garbage." Uh, yeah, there's a lot of bad fighting games. Street Fighter Two hit, and then everyone was like, "Oh crap, we got to make fighting games now." And now, uh, we just gotta like put in a button to like punch stuff, right? Um, cool fighting game release. We we did it. No worrying about frames whatsoever. Uh, so yeah, uh, there's a lot of bad ones out there. I, I would recommend, uh, but also, yes, I've had the Clay Fighters theme song stuck in my head all day, uh, from the original SNES version, not the six N64 version, but, um, I still solely remember because that one- round wheels sounds sort of like the Clay Fighters theme song. Fair. I still remember that one of the Clay Fighters was a blockbuster exclusive. If that's the, as nineties as you want to make it. Kids today don't understand, like, yeah, you've got, like, exclusive DLC if you pre-order the whatever, blah, 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 digital deluxe edition. Kids today don't understand that back in our day, if you wanted to play the special character, you had to, like, get the Blockbuster exclusive version, only available at your local Blockbuster video, Um, and then you could play the special version with that character in it. For some reason, even yeah. though the game was bad. <laughs> I, 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 because, because uh, we Google things on this podcast, I Googled, uh, Nintendo 64 blockbuster excuse, Nintendo 64 blockbuster exclusives, uh, of which Clay Fighter 63 and a third sculptor's cut is one of them. But there are also other games that I've not, I've not heard of. Uh, so I wasn't looking hard enough. Uh, Stunt Racer 64, which I've never heard of. Uh, Beast War, uh, Transformers Beast Wars Transmetals. So, Transmetals rights. Um, mm-hmm. uh, NFL Blitz Special Edition, which now I have to go find. Uh, Razor Freestyle Scooter. Boy. Razor Freestyle Scooter, which apparently is a Tony Hawk's, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater knockoff. Wait, you mean like those, those little tiny ass scooters that like. Mm-hmm. Became yeah. a thing for a hot minute. Yeah, there was a whole it, game about that. There was a whole game about it that was a block blo- blockbuster exclusive that you can get a complete copy of for twenty bucks. Or at least as, you could in twenty twelve when when uh, pricecharting dot com found that made this up. So, um, international track and field two thousand, Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine, and then Diakatana. Yeah, so uh, those were definitely things. Um, and it's important to note there's one comment on this. Uh, these prices need to be updated. Thank you, Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So there's just a click. There's just a link to cl- see current prices next to it. Just click that button, buddy. You could just do that. So round wheels. Uh, the Planet Express crew is basically Hot Wheels, but similar but legally distinct from Hot Wheels. They're round wheels. Wheels not included. Um, right. They are all cars that. G- Go on the, like, Hot Wheels tracks, which, by the way, I thought those Hot Wheels tracks were, like, the coolest things, and I never oh, yeah. had any of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, my, we, one- we never had any of them. And I was just like, I would die a happy child if my- I could just have right. those Hot Wheels. Yeah, my uh, my cousin gave his son some Hot Wheels with the track, and I'm like, oh, my God, that kid is living in the lap of luxury. I, c- c- to think... To think of having that, boy. Right? I I never I never got it. I had a lot of okay, not a lot. I had a small collection of Hot Wheels, but never any of the tracks. Like, I think they were just like expensive because you re- to like make use of them, you really had to like scale that up. And oh yeah. So that 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 adds up. Uh, I don't know what what it cost, but it was too much for us. (laughs) It's true. But you know what, Ben? We do what we can for our kids. They're getting the tracks, whether they want them or not. (laughs) And if if it's Uh just dad playing with it, well, too bad. They're dad's toys now. Whoops. I can totally see you walking into your house with uh, more shopping bags full of more Hot Wheels tracks. And uh, your children totally disinterested and you being like, look, hun, I got more. I got more Hot Wheels tracks for the kids. And then uh, your wife just being very, very annoyed with you uh, because visibly annoyed. Yes, because she knows and the kids know (laughs) this this is not for them because they do not care (laughs) remotely about these tracks. But you live in your best life. Before that I got divorce. The li- I got the limited edition Jacksonville Jaguars car. And the limited edition Weird Al car. If those things existed, uh I would I would I would just get those things for you so you could have them and then yeah. like look at them. I, I love our relationship because I will get you a plaque that says masturbator of note and you will get me a Jacksonville Jaguars car, Hot Wheels car. We have a very uh-huh. interesting relationship, my friend. Uh-huh. I, I occasionally post a picture of that plaque that you got me, which does have my name on it and does say masturbator of note. Uh-huh. And I'll post Every- it occasionally and be like, oh, yeah, my friend got me this. And there are exactly two reactions. No, there's three reactions. Okay. Um, one, that's amazing. Two. Because uh, it is. I would kill that friend. <laughs> three. <laughs> Why? The first and third, yes. The second, no. It's this no. was r- requested. It wasn't it was well. A, I I didn't I didn't if specifically I remember correctly. It. it was pretty requested. I did not specifically request. I said that I would like I I would display such a plaque. I would never requested anything. <laughs> you just uh, uh, committed to the bit. Called my bluff, uh, except it wasn't a bluff. It's hanging right up there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and you know what? That money, well worth it. Don't remember how much I paid at this point. It was well worth I, it. I had to move it 
uh, because with the first place I hung it up was behind me at my uh-huh. old apartment. And then we all had to start working from home and be on video calls all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, so I had to move the plaque. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to tell every, you know, you, you you only want to be a masturbator of note in specific company. I I, you, I do th- I do think true. I understand. It's true. Um, round wheels. We we keep we keep dodging the topic at hand. The it's the it's Planet Express the crew ring? is cars for some reason. And also this this epi- this section of the episode is basically the ring. It's the ring, but the ring is those factory warranty. V- on your vehicle calls. Oh, which was which is clever it's clever it it, it was weird like it, it was <laughs> decently clever i did when when because it's like the this ring video exists and of course they play it on the news and right. then it's like so this vi- you you watch this video and then uh you get a mysterious phone call and then you die I I was not expecting that that mysterious phone call would like Amy answers it and is just like, this is a notice to let you know that the factory warranty on your vehicle. Like, I didn't. Maybe I should have seen that coming. I didn't see that coming. So like, it was pretty clever. I'll give him that. I, I, yeah, I agree. That was a pretty clever use of it. But then yeah, it's it's very clearly the ring mixed with like, I don't even know how to describe the end of it where it's basically just. Uh, Zoidberg taking parts of his friends' cars uh-huh. because they always leave him behind so that they can never be apart. And then he accidentally takes his own face off and then gets crushed. A real ship of Theseus sort of situation. Here. Yeah. Is it truly Zoidberg <laughs> if it's there's no Zoidberg left? Futurama and the Round Wheels segment would uh, suggest that, no, the ship of Theseus is no longer the ship of Theseus at the mm-hmm. end. It's the ship of Hermes. Exactly. I did. I, I will say I did also really love the fact that he limbo's under uh, Hermes the car limbo's under the uh, mm-hmm. the the arm to keep to that was basically killing everyone. Um, very very cute uh, way of putting that character into a car shape. I do have some questions about the logistics of this. Uh, not the limbo things. I mean the limbo thing for sure. I guess, but <laughs> that's not what I was going to bring up. There's a lot of logistical questions about humans being cars, but that's fine. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe maybe it's because I never watched the television series My Mother the Car. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe all my car human related questions are answered there, and I just I, I imagine I just don't that know. they are. Um, th- I honestly, and we're gonna get into a long conversation about this based on what I'm about to say. I think I I, I have a a feeling. Okay. This to me feels less like humans being cars and more like the cars universe where cars are the sentient, you know, mm-hmm. life, life being. Um, and so there's not like a mixture of cars and humans. It's just all cars. Sh- sure. Uh, I've, so somewhere never, Lightning I've McQueen never seen is, cars. So. Somewhere Lightning McQueen is going ka-chow. I don't know what that means because I've never seen cars. Uh, I've never seen it either, but apparently it, uh, Lightning McQueen, who is played by Owen Wilson, likes to say "kachow" when he succeeds at at whatever he is doing. So, the the question that I was going to raise here is that there's a moment where sure they're chasing Bender 
because one by one they answer these calls and then the professor and Hermes are like we'll we'll follow Bender when he answers this this call because it like makes their eyes go all staticky and then they mindlessly right. go to this garage downtown and so they they follow him but they're going on these tracks and then they're like oh we'll take that one because it goes down and the gravity will assist us because we have no engines Mike, how have they been getting around this whole time? <laughs> how? Like, okay, fair. Yeah, there, the, there it the, is. The call out of like, we need to go down the ramp to gain <laughs> speed because we don't have engines. Not a bad joke. But how have they been getting around this whole time? Yeah, especially Mike? on all the flat land. I'm assuming there's an invisible hand. That's how that, the invisible that is, hand of capitalism. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, on this yes. toy commercial episode. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. It's a metaphor. Which is not just another w- fancy word for for baloney, bull crap, or whatever they say. Oh, well, yeah, they say it. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, do, I do love. Yeah, you're right. That it it it, it is. It, it's capitalism pushing them forward. That's that's the the thing here. So okay, um, some surprising propaganda from the likes of Futurama, but that's it's fine. It's true. How I mean. I, they have three toys that they're like, let's put our our, our characters in these toys. Uh, yeah, of course it, it's weird as shit. So, uh, yeah, the the end is just uh, it was Zoidberg was the villain the whole time because, like you said, he's chopping up his friends to uh, add to his own car body. But then the uh, I I did laugh when he's he's like pointing out like all the different parts and all the different parts can kind of talk. And then the professor says something is like, I'm the gas tank, by the way, because you can't yeah. see the gas tank. I was like, okay, it. I, I, I did kind of laugh. It was a dumb joke, but yeah. I laughed at the, it. A I'll lot give of the points. jokes in, in the, the segments are kind of dumb. Like, uh, uh, he's like, I finally have Bender's muffler and Bender's and, and says muffled by my shiny little, oh, whatever. It's like, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny, but it's like, eh. uh, yeah, Zoidberg, as he replaces the hood of his car with Hermes, uh, he detaches the last part of himself, uh, thus ship of Theseusing himself, ship of Theseusing. That's sounds awful. Also, way too close to ship of Theseusy, <laughs> which I. <laughs> I was thinking, you know what? I think I think we're both just as broken because a hundred percent of my brain went to that. And you know that's already up on Tumblr. You know it is. You know how we've been so on topic for most of this sh- this uh, season of television. Well, uh, we found it. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode. Time to go. Uh, no, we haven't um, even talked about the rubber ducks yet. The Planet Express crew is like, ah, oh, whatever, it's fine. We're all just one big car together now, and we're going to cruise along to the Round Wheels uh, Round Wheels theme song. And that's it. That's the end of that. <laughs> so that happened. Somehow. I do love, and that's the end of that. I do, I, I, with with how many episodes have ended with, with wet farts, it's just, it would be just like, well, that was a thing we did, I guess. And that was just the way the end episode ended. I would be like, you know what? At least you realized it. So it goes back to the framing device. Uh, they're having a joust, a space joust. Uh, and, and, and 
and Fry uh, is it gives a carrot to a what seems to be some kind of mixture between man and Griffin, and yeah, the, it's the, uh, the, the man Griffin is like, oh, I needed that, thanks, buddy. Yeah, it's, it's a Lamasu. Like, Lamasu. It's a. It's a uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's a Mesopotamian thing. Um, oh, okay. Ah, uh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Thank you for uh, for having. Hey, I think. Hey, I think we found the first piece of knowledge that either of us have. Psh! Celebrate good times. Come on. If I if I didn't put literally a thirty second fade in for the bit, I would have played the Katamari Damacy theme again. Um, <laughs> how great is the Katamari Damacy theme? Though? It's so good. It has no right being this good. They they're having this joust. And um, Leela says, no, Fry is not a fighter. Uh, I will take his place as his champion, which means now she is the champion for Fry, who is fighting on behalf of Leela to be able to marry the prince. Right. Which makes no sense, but that's fine. Right. Um, They have a joust. And then uh, Leela stabs the combatant with her little lightsaber lance and then we get commercial number three which is everyone's a rubber duck not everyone well everyone at first is a rubber duck that's true It, it ends up being half rubber duck half wobble eggs my favorite part of this episode was the design on all of the rubber ducks uh oh i thought that was really cool like I lo- especially Zoidberg. Um, yeah, they nailed it. Even though he's kind of like a naked rubber duck, he's got no clothes on. Um, I- I'll, I'll allow like, it. I'm going to allow this. Um, <laughs> I really need to put that on my soundboard. I know. Um, of all, <laughs> we keep putting things on the soundboard. I have the, f- and I have the, the f-ing Katamari Damacy theme song on my soundboard. I have you going Widow's Walk. Widow's Walk. <laughs> I've got a school bell you made me put on here. You kept the school bell on there? I've got a thing that I've used maybe four times in the entire history of this podcast, which is this song that I, because I used to go into Ben's dating advice or romance (laughs) corner or whatever it was. And it was this like old timey like. Yes, I remember that. I I do remember the bits we used to do. (laughs) I have all of those things, but I don't have... I'm going to allow this on the soundboard. <laughs> Seems a bit like an oversight. Maybe a little bit, yeah. Maybe maybe just a touch. Anyways, yeah, I liked all the ducks. Uh, the, the duck design was a lot of fun. Um, but they're all rubber ducks, and they live in a world that is just boundless ocean. Right. Uh, they have a map, which is basically just a blue piece of paper, which I thought was a funny little gag. Um, but then they are like, we have to go re re redo this map, and then they find what they don't know immediately as land. Uh, so yeah, they've never seen land before in their life, and they meet a group of. Do they have a name in the? Because they're basically weebles, because they yeah. wobble and they don't fall down. All but, I, I, I'm on TV tropes, and they call them the wobbly eggs the entire time. So I'm assuming that's what they are. Okay. Uh, so the rest of the so it's Fry 
Zoidberg, the professor, and Hermes? I think, no, no, I think Amy. Amy. Amy is Amy the duck. Amy is the duck. That's right. So it's those four are ducks, and then Hermes, Leela, Bender. Scruffy. Scruffy. They're all they're all the these eggs. Which which I now have I, I just realized I have a problem with this episode. Why do okay. I not get any more more scruffy as a wobble egg? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get very least, little. He could at least be looking at some wobble egg like pornography or something. We Absolutely. don't get any of that. I mean, I'd be surprised with what kind of arms, but you know, we could figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They meet and they've never the each species of toy has never seen the other um right and they they both thought they were kind of alone in the universe and then they have like a a dinner together and fry the the rubber duck falls in love with leela the wobble egg I hate the words that I'm saying. I hate them so much, Mike. Why am I saying the things that I'm saying? Um, yeah, there. If I, if I, it's a challenge can, on this one. If I out of the blue just said these words, you'd be like, Ben, we need to get you to a hospital. Something is very seriously wrong here. Um, can you feel your left side, can, Ben? I please, please, you gotta look at me. <laughs> Fry the duck falls in love with Leela the Wobble Egg, and Leela the Wobble Egg returns those feelings, and they decide that they're going to get married. But that is against the rules of the ducks for some reason, even though they thought they were the only species on the entire planet of water. Um, you know what? Good point. There's a lot of uh, interesting leaps in this uh, small segment. Bender points out that in, in the Wobble Egg Society, they do believe that a woman's sexuality is her own business. Uh, so that's a point in the Wobble Egg Society. But privately, Bender does not uh, think that it's uh, appropriate. So that's a point away from Bender the Wobble Egg. Exactly. So this causes them to go to war for some reason. Um, There's a whole war. Yep. Where they fight with... Why do they have all these weapons (laughs) if they don't know other (laughs) beings exist out in the world? None of this makes any sense. So I will say that I imagine that there are always... I mean, think about, you know any type of civilization they're always in fighting and then you, you you're alerted to a new uh uh threat and then you you collect co- you know you come together to fight that threat and that's what's happening here i think you know the ducks don't know that they are but they probably have some inner inner civil war inner duckle war etc and then they're like oh there's a much we gotta get those eggs and then they all storm the beaches of the eggs Okay. Okay. So that's um, why they have all this weaponry. It's usually about you know killing other other ducks, but now we have a a bigger enemy to fight and band together. Uh, and they do. They band together to kill the other uh, toys. Um, which a lot of the weaponry is like weird Nerf darts and things like that. Yeah. Um. Everyone pretty much dies. Uh. So and then yep. at, and then confusing <laughs> for some reason yes, the corpse the- <laughs> of Fry the Duck rolls over and out pops a fry wobble egg and then the corpse of Leela the wobble egg 
uh, rolls over and Leela the duck comes out of the ground. And I, I was and like, I, I thought, I, I, if I remember correctly, Leela cracked open and the duck popped out. Right, right. Um, <laughs> Not, which is even more confusing and scary. So does that mean that the wobble eggs hatch into rubber ducks and then the rubber ducks lay eggs? Is that what this was implying? Because all I know is I was watching this episode and I was already this far into the episode. I'm already like, I have no idea what's going on here. I, I, am I, am I dreaming? Did, is this, uh, is, is did, this, did is I something, drink the wrong tea? Right? Like, uh, is this, is this a bad trip of some sort? And, <laughs> So I'm this far in, I'm already like, I have no idea what's happening. And then <laughs> at the end, this happens where now Fry's a wobble egg and Leela's a duck. And I'm like, what did I just watch? There are very few things in my life where I have finished watching something and just been like, what the hell did I just watch? Uh, this, yeah. this is one of them. Yeah, I had a very similar reaction to the whole episode, frankly. Um, it's it it's so bizarre. Uh so that that ends the the duck wobble egg segment, and then the end of the framing story is that the uh, fry or the the king of space uh also decided on a champion. So he wasn't the one fighting. It was the prince. So Leela killed the prince. She's super sad. They're flying back home. And Leela's like, eh, it's not a big deal. I wasn't in love with him. It was a spell. And Fry says, a magic spell? And the professor blips onto the, the video screen. He's like, no, idiot. That's dumb. It was a science spell. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. Which, and which then the ship the <laughs> is Bender. And Bender does a loop-de-loop and crashes into the planet. And then the episode ends, Mike. What (laughs) on God's green earth did I ingest into my eyeballs? Yeah, uh, I... I, I did laugh at it, uh, a science spell. That that one did make me uh, crack up quite a bit. But yeah, uh, the last thing that I put in my notes was just dot, dot, dot. What? Because it's just like, what the... It did feel, for a good amount of it, like a fever dream. Exactly. It does feel a little bit like you you get just a 104 degree fever. You are out of it your your wife puts on some futurama to try to like make you feel better and then you also just like look over and see like a rubber duck or something and then your brain just conflates the two and then all of a sudden the rubber ducks are at war with wobble eggs and it all just feels so real in that 104 degree temperature moment that that is 40 degrees celsius for our international listeners who don't use good old fresh fashion freedom units um i i recognize that you were like typing something i'm like okay i think he he might have gotten a really important message no he's translating it to hey, celsius we've gotten we've gotten 
we've gotten multiple emails from Sweden, Mike, in just yeah, the yeah. last month. So I'm just doing my my international diligence. Um, anyway, like us so, to do a live show in Sweden. Uh, yeah, yeah. Send us send us the money to go to Sweden. Uh, yeah. Warning: would... I may not come back from Sweden because I live in the United States. To be so. To be fair, though. <laughs> As long as we've got Discord, we can do this show. It's not a big deal. Uh, yeah, I'm here on a podcast visa. Um, so <laughs> I would like to live in your country and do podcasts because clearly America has so many podcasts. Right. It's uh, an export at this point. It's it's an export. So I'm I'm just I'm gonna show up to your country and I'll just I'll just do podcasts. Um, Welcome to Sweden's favorite Futurama podcast. I'm gonna give me one moment. <laughs> okay, I've got Google Translate. Uh, welcome okay. oh, to the God. world of oh, tomorrow. No. Oh dear, no. Oh, oh I'm not saying. Mm. Ah, I'm not even. See, gonna, I'm not the... even gonna. I knew I I know Swedish is a pro, is not going to work for me. I'm sorry. Take it away, Google Translate. Välkommen till morgondagens värld. All right. Yeah, that's there that it is. Anyways, uh, let me uh, let me move to your country to do podcasts um, and and clearly not learn the language. Uh, s- send me there on a podcast visa. Um. Mike, we we watched this episode. <laughs> this fever dream of an episode. Yeah, and now it's time to give it uh, fever dream vibes. We, I mean, we've we've not even tiptoed around it. We've kind of been like, this doesn't make any sense, and what is happening, and why. Um, that being said. I think there are some funny jokes in this. One one of my favorites is we didn't even talk about um, Fry is ta- tasks himself with like teaching the punch card system to the king of space, and he's like, okay, so let n be the number of punches. Which okay, I did actually me, really enjoy that which joke. That was made a good one. me cackle because it is so perfect. Um, that that but, was a legitimately good joke, and I yeah we did gloss right over it. I still don't understand. Ten punches and I get ten percent off? No, no, it's nothing like that. Let n be the number of punches. Right. There's I, I I've changed my notes to be checklist so that I can like I've said it I've said it we can move on, um and I was not letting that one go, um but yeah this episode is so bizarre because it it doesn't even feel like. So the anthologies of interest and all the other ones, there's a reason we're going to this other thing. Like, you know, the professor pulls the, the, whatever it's called or has the thing longer or whatever. Uh And don't forget about the thing longer. Can't forget about the thing longer, but you pull it and you, you watch it and everybody else is watching it in universe. Um, or you've got things like, I think it's Naturama that does three, but it's just like, here are three separate stories. There's no framing story around it at all. It's just, here's a story, here's a story, here's a story, and we're out. Where this one is like, well, we want to tell a story, but it's very short. So we'll have quote unquote commercials. And those are actually like five minute episodes of Futurama. And it just... It's it's certainly not cohesive. 
it's not designed to be, but it isn't. And there's really no reason for where it's where it, the a plot question mark stops and starts. Um, and there's really no stakes to any of it, even with a character being murdered in the middle of it. So it's just like, you know, it, it feels so bizarre and disjointed and like so confusing that I don't even know if I can give it a, a thumb. I feel like I, I need to give it a, a pinky finger towards the North. And that's the way that the vibes are. It's, it's just like, if you want to do an anthology of interest and you want to use the what if machine by, by God, do it. But doing this, like, here's this, it, 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 I honestly feel like the A plot is only in service of legitimately the title of the episode to make a joke about the prince and the pauper. Like, and then what are we doing here? <laughs> you know? So uh-huh. I, I, yeah, a, a pinky finger towards the north. That's the vibes, I guess. Yeah. So this episode was rough. Uh, I feel like. So you've got your anthology of interests one and two, uh, generally yeah. regarded as enjoyable episodes. There's some very classic moments sure. from uh, from that. Um, I will say, uh, as someone on Blue Sky, uh, the, one of the things Blue Sky lacks is an account that literally just posts the video clip of Fry saying that it's Saturday night and he's got his all rush mix uh, two liter oh, bottle of Shasta and, and his all rush so mixtape. So good. Um, every Saturday. Uh, because that's classic. Like, so I feel like you, you've got those two anthology episodes, and they're they're generally well regarded. the The what if machine, the what if machine, is a great framing device. Because who wouldn't love a what if machine? If I plopped a what if machine in front of you right now, and it was you know within ninety nine percent of a plausibility unit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, First of all, you'd say that's so plausible you can't believe it. Second, uh, sure. I'm sure you have questions that you would happily ask a what-if machine. I feel like most people would. So I have, have anxiety. I would be in front of that machine for the rest of my life. And then to have the questions be like, what if I was a 300-foot-tall robot? Or, uh, you know, what if life were more like a video game? And then, or even just like, what if I was impulsive and it leads to her literally murdering everyone at the Planet Express uh, building? Like, those are fun. We we like those. They're great. I feel like every anthology episode since then, uh, and I, you know, I know a lot of people really like reincarnation. Is I think the the one where it's the three different like. Uh, visual styles with like the old timey cartoons and um, yeah, that, that one is pretty good. Is that the right episode title? Yes, it is. Reincarnation. Okay. So I know a lot of people like that one. It wasn't my bag, but I can at least appreciate why people like it uh, because visually it is very interesting. Um, But I feel like all of the other anthology episodes are just like, I feel like it's just trying to capture the anthology of interest vibes while also just not understanding what makes them great. Uh, Because like if 
they were like, all right, we did two anthologies of interest and we had fun with them and we don't want this bit to get stale. So we're going to not have the what if machine anymore, which they they did. They didn't they don't have the what if machine anymore. But that's true. If instead they were just like, and we don't need to do any other anthology episodes ever again, I would have been fine with that. This right. is not like The Simpsons, where it's like you have to have a treehouse of horror every uh season, or else people will be rioting out in the streets and overturning cars and being like, where's my uh, Treehouse of Horror 38 or whatever. God, there's so many seasons. I love um, the idea of people rioting about anything about The Simpsons at this point. Uh, so people need their Treehouse of Horror. We don't I need suppose they do. Futurama anthologies. And I would have been fine if this season didn't have any because... They tend to not be good on average, even if you are including the anthologies of interest, even if you do add in reincarnation. On average, the anthology episodes are bad. Yeah. And that's with with an outlier, like what if I was a 300 foot tall robot? So which is, you know, clearly what you want to ask a what if machine. I would absolutely ask that. Um. Or what would have happened if I invented the thing longer? Um, <laughs> so exactly, yeah. I just don't think they need to do the anthology episodes, and they just keep trying. And each time, they just get worse. I don't know that I dislike this more than Naturama or not. I would really have to sit down and think about that. But I didn't enjoy this episode. There were. There, I, I will. I don't think I laughed one time during Naturama. I did laugh a couple of times during this one. So I guess it's right. better than that. But on the overall, trusty laugh scale, yeah. Overall, it's it was still just I. I finished the episode and I was like, I, I, I that was time I wasted that I could have been playing Baldur's Gate three because, yeah. uh. I, even even like last week's episode, maybe it wasn't my favorite, but I didn't regret my time. <laughs> this one, I was just like, what the hell did I just watch? I yeah. I didn't need to watch that episode. And it just made me feel like I could have spent my time doing literally anything else that I actually enjoyed. So yeah. I'm going to give it. A big old thumbs down. Just oh, wow. a normal, normal thumbs down. No fancy pinkies or anything. Um, just a, a normal old thumbs down. Uh, I do also want to point out, because I've got the internetmoviedatabase.com page up for this. Okay. Um, under trivia, and keep in mind, at the time of recording, uh, this episode has been out for 46 hours. Okay. I'm already worried. Trivia. The lowest rated episode of Futurama and the first one to fall below the six range. Six people found that helpful. Two people found it unhelpful. So like, I mean, it's <laughs> it's useful to point it out, I guess. But, you know, I, 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 I often don't really give too much credence to like IMDb rating because people go on there with grudges. Um like I I don't like Matt Groening. Everything gets a one, but like I think over the aggregate, it does say something. Uh, I was going through the reviews, 
and um it's like one one three one uh dreadful who absolute who actually likes these things absolutely dreadful one guy one space king among kings 10 out of 10 probably my favorite episode this season Futurama has always put out amazing anthology episodes, and this was a great call back to both the Fox Run and Comedy Central Run anthology episodes with a unique twist on the format. I'm aware of the hate of this episode is receiving, but I think in several years it will be seen as the most misunderstood and underappreciated episodes in the series. For those of you who got it, don't let the haters ruin it for you. It doesn't seem like a lot of them really understood the show to begin with. Uh, It's a brave take. Also, strong, strong there are new fans, take, yeah. and I'm not really sure how I would react to this episode if I wasn't as familiar with the characters and their history. My only suggestion would be that Bender should have said something like, he's 40% me, when he was Zoidberg's muffler. We already did the 40%, whatever. I mean, um, we, we, we did three loop-de-loop jokes. We can add another 40% joke. Uh, anyways, so... It just goes to show we're two idiots on the internet who, you know, yeah. people can disagree with us. It's fine. I just, I, but, And I honestly think that a lot of it is just coming from the what the hell did I just watch region, not the this is terrible. Because I think I, I think it's just because it's, you know, a, a disjointedness between like what is the framing plot of the print stuff and the three product placements episode things. You know, it just feels very it feels almost unfinished in a way. Yeah, it mostly. Like it need, I mean, it needed another pass of just like how how do we actually get into these? I mean, and I don't overall. I like I don't hate it. I was just bored. Like fair. I yeah, I fair. stopped playing Baldur's Gate to watch this episode, and at the end of it, I was like, "Why did I stop playing Baldur's Gate?" So I, I could be romancing a tiefling right now. I could be if it if she didn't get bugged out. And yeah. if you if you'd like more information on that, our our Patreon a pre-show banter was almost exclusively about that. I talked an awful lot about Baldur's Gate. It's my current obsession. So, you know, uh, we want to know what you think about this episode about Baldur's Gate. Please talk to me about Baldur's Gate. Um, we want to know rather- what you think. Go ahead. Would you rather have the voice of Gilbert Gottfried or the gu- voice of Fran Drescher? Uh, we want to know what you, what your favorite part. Did you like the ducks? I liked the ducks. I thought that was very adorable. Um, mm-hmm. We want to know what, God, we went on a whole tangent in the middle. What would we talk about? We want to know what you think about Katamari Damacy, uh, one of the greatest PlayStation 2 games of all time. Mm-hmm. We want to know what you think about all these things and more you can tweet at us at back to futurama on failing website x dot whatever uh you can <laughs> find us on the internet at back to the net. send us an email at back to the futurama podcast at gmail.com mike we do have an email hey love getting emails um, speaking of emails uh i was thinking because we've got one episode to record after this but that'll okay. be, we will uh, re- we'll release this episode on the last, on, on the day that that comes out. Um, right. So 
I'm going to say this ahead of time. When we do our wrap up episode for the half season, we want to hear what you all thought about this whole season. Uh, this right. so far. Yes, absolutely. Um, send us send us emails. Let us know when we were right, when we were wrong. Uh, you know, someone on the the fan group uh, was talking about how they actually thought the um, uh, Rage Against the Vaccine episode was was pretty good, and I liked their take. So, like, if you disagreed with us, uh, we wanna yeah. we wanna hear that too. So, um, uh, let us know um, what you thought about this uh, about this season so far. We do have an email uh, from Canario. The the subject of this email is Susan Boyle. Oh no! <laughs> um, oh boy, we're in for one. Uh, Canario says, "Hello, I know I'm very late to this, but I wanted to share my Susan Boyle story. I'm 23 years old, so I was like 10 when the Susan Boyle episode came out, and I'm also from Uruguay, so I, I obviously never had any idea who Su- Susan Boyle was." I never suspected she might have been a real person or anything, just saw her as a very <laughs> gross and unfunny joke that always left a bad taste in my mouth. Not knowing the uh, Now, knowing the context kind of makes it even worse. <laughs> anyway, love your show. I've never been a guy who listens to podcasts, but Futurama has always been my favorite show, and it's awesome to hear other people talk about it, since no one I know is into it. Yeah, I, I know that feeling. Yeah, well, we um, started that for that We started the whole reason. podcast to get around that. <laughs> Despite a few episodes not being very good, I'm enjoying this new season a lot, and you guys analyze the show pretty well. Uh, so thank you for the email. And, yes, thank you. Um, it's always yeah. wonderful to hear back from from everyone. Yeah, if you're not tapped into the uh, United States uh, culture of 2012 or whatever, when Susan Boyle was a thing for a hot minute, I can't even imagine like what that would be like to, to just be like, oh, there, she's got a Boyle on her butt named Susan yeah. that sings for some reason with a Scottish accent. Like... That's got to be so weird. Um, yeah. Send us emails about uh, about this season. Um, let us like. I'm very curious to hear what um, what uh, you all think. We've definitely got some conversations in our uh, Facebook fan group, League of Jeremy's. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple on our Patreon Discord. Um, and so yeah, we want to know just what you thought. Let us know any of those places. Uh, we'll read them on the uh, the sort of recap. Um, yeah. Just make sure you get those in. This episode releases on uh, the day episode 10 comes out. Uh, so we will then re- be recording. So let us know as soon as possible. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll be. Yeah, yeah. Because we'll, oh, no, we'll, we'll be. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll be recording, recording episode 10. On the third. Yes. So we're, we'll be recording it on. Uh, the th- yes, that is correct. Thank you for figuring out my terrible math. Um, it's okay, but yeah, g- get those in. We'd love to to feature your your thoughts and have them come out of our mouths. And we always appre- really uh, appreciate uh, you emailing us, interacting with us, and all the different ways that are that are possible. We really we really love doing this, especially when people are like, we, we I never get to have anybody to talk about Futurama with, and now we've kind of been able to be that that conduit for you. And I, 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 I feel honored to be able to, to be part of that. So, uh, thank you for coming to the end of these. And, uh, hopefully even though the episode might've been a, huh? Uh, our, our episode was a, 
uh, it's okay. <laughs> really, my vibes for this should have been like, you know, the poster of the guy going, you got to do what you got to do way back <laughs> yes. in episode one. And yeah, he's like shrugging it. in a hard yeah, hat. That's the one. That's that's my that's my vibe for this episode. It's just that guy. Uh, yeah, just shrugging, like wearing a hard hat. Uh, <laughs> th- yeah. Um, I'm in. Boy, howdy. All right. We will. We will. Be back uh, next week with episode season eight, episode 10, all the way down. And we'll be back to talk about it. And hopefully it doesn't leave me le- like the you got to do what you got to do poster guy shrugging. And <laughs> Here's hat. hoping. Here is hoping. Until then, I'm I'm a rubber duck named Ben. And I'm a wobble egg named Mike. <laughs> Bye from the world of windows.